0: You are listening to Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets with Naomi Rose, the food business talk show that shares with you the reality of what's happening in the food and hospitality industry. I am on a mission to help as many people as possible grow and build successful food businesses. Each week on this podcast you'll get useful information, top tips as well as what's really happening in the kitchen behind the scenes. Let's get on to today's show. Hello, lovely, wonderful people. How are we all doing today? It's Naomi here, and I am your host of Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets, the podcast that goes behind the scenes of owning and running a cafe, bar, bakery, or home baking business. Today, I am going to be talking about something that a lot of us feel very uncomfortable about, and that's how to make more sales in your baking business. I don't know about you, but when I first went into business, I felt very uncomfortable about selling. Selling just seemed a really sleazy thing to do, but the reality is without sales you don't have a business. So we have to get comfortable with selling. But the great news is you can do it without being sleazy and horrible and all of those things that gives you the ick. So this is what I'm going to get into today and I'm going to give you some really Great tips on how you can make more sales in your baking business or your cafe or your bar, which are really easy things to implement as well, which you just forget about. I'm going to give you those. Before I get into it today, I just will remind you about a little bit about me because I haven't really, if you're new to this podcast, I haven't really talked about where I've come from and what I do for a little while. So a few years ago, I decided that I'd had enough of working in my office job so I opened up a cafe bar and bakery and I quit and I went to do that I didn't have any qualifications or anything like that but what I did was I had a plan I put a strategy in place because this is where my skills are so I worked in brand marketing comms social media digital I did a lot of campaign launches I did a lot of project management so my skills before I actually opened my own business was much more focused around Organization, project management based on goals. I used to head up teams. So I had a lot of management experience. So I took all of that knowledge and skills and I used that to open up my cafe, bar, and bakery. Even though I had no qualifications to run a baking business or never run a business before, but I had a huge amount of knowledge. And that's what really helped me get my business to six figures within the first six months. I had a team of 17 people. It grew very, very quickly, but because of my form and knowledge, it gave me that experience. So what I do now is I help other startup baking businesses, cafe bars, bakeries, whatever that might be, or people that are already in business that want to grow their businesses even further. So I'm using now my knowledge and skills from having run my own business, having created an award-winning business to help people and I work one-to-one as well as do courses I also teach baking so there's lots of things I do at the beginning of last year I decided to close my cafe bar and bakery that was a choice I made but I instead of going off and doing something else and going back into opening another cafe bar or bakery because that was my other option to go into doing something else in a different location I wanted to help more people be able to have better businesses So I made a choice to do what I'm doing now, which is why I created Baking Boss. So this is why I have this podcast, because I am here to help you make more sales, get more profitable businesses and create sustainable businesses that can make as much money as you want to do. It's just your choice. It's just how we get there. So today, this is exactly what I'm going to be talking about. I am going to be talking about five ways to make more sales in your baking business without feeling icky about it. No one likes lickily about selling. It's something that we always think, oh, you have the sleazy car salesperson in your head, don't you, sometimes? Well, you don't need to do it like that. Selling doesn't have to be like that. In fact, it actually can be quite fun. It's always fun to hear the bell ring when you make a sale. I actually have a bell in my office every time I make a sale because I want to make it a fun part of my business. So you should do the same thing too. Think about how you can make sales feel better. but. Five practical ways that you can make more sales. First one, upsell. It's one we forget about so much. And I've, I did it in my business. I didn't, you know, when p- someone comes to the till and pay, the great thing about having a customer at the till wanting to pay is they're already going to buy something from you. Upsell them another cake. Upsell them a loaf of bread. Do you want to take away coffee with that order? Whatever it might be. Lots of chain cafes bars bakeries they always do the upsell like do you want a double shop do you want this to take away do you want an extra syrup with that they're always thinking of the upsell because you make that little bit more money I'm going to give you I'm going to go back to my car sales person analogy car sales make very little money from actually selling the car so if you went in and brought a car with cash the salesperson would actually make very little money from that Where they make their money is from upselling all the things around it. So there's extra CarMax, that extra wax, that PCP deal, the higher purchase, whatever that might be, that's where they make their money. So we need to take that attitude into our own businesses because the power of the upsell, you can make a lot more money from just asking. If you have, say, a lunch menu in your cafe, Go and ask if they want a slice of cake to take away afterwards. Often I go to so many restaurants where they don't give you the pudding menu when you're eating before you've eaten your mains. But I'm a sweet tooth, so I always start with the pudding because I want to know I'm going to have enough room to eat it. But you can make your biggest markup on your desserts and people feel good about it. By not selling them the item and not enjoying it, they would have missed out on that. Think of that, how much... How much enjoyment are people missing out on because they haven't got that item that you could have sold them? So if someone says to you, you know, you come in for lunch, go into a cafe for lunch. They order their lunch. Would you like a, a cake to take home? I can highly recommend this. It's really tasty. The cook, the chef has made its day. It's a really good one. People would feel really good about that sale. So it's not being sleazy about it. It's being genuine. It's being honest. It's being human. That makes your business more sustainable because they're buying that cake. People want to come back for more. They're going to come back again. A paying customer is always likely to buy more from you. So use the upsell to your advantage. Make it an automatic thing in your sales process. The worst thing someone's going to say is, no, I'm okay, thanks. And that is perfectly okay. Just next time you go into a chain coffee shop or a restaurant, just observe how they sell. Look at how they sell. People love spending money. So don't do them that disservice of not being able to spend the money with you. The second thing I want you to think about is something that we don't do very often. So we might get an inquiry in. We might get an inquiry to do a bespoke cake or to make a booking or afternoon tea, whatever that might be. And then we'll reply back or we speak to the person, give them some options and then we hear nothing. So we let it go. Imagine if you actually followed up with people. Imagine if you went back to say, hi, I just wanted to get your thoughts on uh, the email we had, anything I can help with. Do you have any questions? You would make so many more sales by just putting that couple of follow ups. You can do two or three. If people have asked for something, all you're asking for is, would you like to go ahead with the order so we can get it booked in? Or would you like to make an adjustment? I'm sure we could do something there. It's building that rapport with people. People are busy. Don't assume that because you have sent the email, it's the only thing they're thinking about in their lives. It's probably like the smallest thing they're thinking about in their lives. But imagine if you actually followed up and kind of went, "I actually really would love to work with you. I think we've got a really great opportunity here. I'd love to make your wedding cake, or I'd like to make your celebration cake." People are going to feel really good about knowing that you you're wanting to do it for them. Whereas if you just left it. You're like, well, they didn't even bother getting back to me again. Just don't know if I want to spend my money with them. Think about how many times you've asked for something or got a quote for something, and then no one's come back to you. My example of this is the tradespeople. So I've brought a new house in the last four or five months, and we've had various tradespeople in because we've had the roofs done, we've had electrics done, we've had plumbing done, we've had to have lots of things done. My husband phoned four or five different roofing companies to get a quote for our roofs we needed a full new roof one came back and guess what they got our sale because we couldn't get hold of anyone else again it was so frustrating it made the whole process really stressful one came back and like you know what because you actually wanted the business and you came back to me we're going to spend our money with you and not only that I had I recommended them to three other people from that one sale They got a huge amount of business from me. (laughs) So think about that. If you'd actually followed up, made that experience really enjoyable for that person, imagine how much more money you can make for your business. It doesn't have to feel sleazy. It's just being human and genuine and checking on your customers. In the same way that when I had the cafe in the bar, my team would go around while people were eating and check they're all all right. It's the same thing with a query. If someone eventually goes to you, well, then they're not going to be your customer. But if you haven't followed up, how are you really going to know? And they might go, thank you, but it's not right for me. Great. Now you have knowledge. You can move on to the next person. The third way to make more sales in your cafe, bar or baking business that we so often don't do is email. I'm not talking about emailing customers. I'm talking about email marketing. Email marketing is the biggest way that you'll convert people in your baking business. We think social media is the one thing that will get us more sales. It's email. Email, because there are two things that social media, social media gives you great visibility, but probably one in seven people will see that one post that you put out. Whereas your email, you have so much more information and data that you can look at. And by I can absolutely guarantee it will be your best way to convert people into sales in your business. And we're not just talking about selling, sending one email. You send several about what you've got coming up, events you've got coming up, what you got on a sale that week, special offers, events, whatever that might be. I made, always made the most sales on my events and all my events sold out from email. I barely put anything on social. It was all email and in person. They were the two biggest converters. If someone was already in and buying something, they're more likely to come to an event because we did the upsell. But email marketing is something we don't think as important, but actually you're going to make more sales. The other thing with social media, as great as it is, (laughs) what happens if someone hacks your Facebook or Instagram account and you've got several thousand people that follow you, DM you for orders, that kind of thing? You've just lost all of that and it happens so often. If you've got people on email, you've got a great way to communicate with them really quick and easily. That costs very little. So think about how your email marketing can really benefit your business and make more sales. By having that weekly email that comes from your favourite bakery or your favourite cafe with what you're up to, just a little bit of information about yourself. People buy from people and they'll get to know you more. So by just reaching out once a week, not everyone's going to read your email. Not everyone's going to see every single email you're sent. So you can't send enough of them. If you look at some of your favourite brands, for instance, go sign up to their email lists. See how they see how they what they send, what they sell, how they come across in their emails. Get examples of what other people do. They're not ashamed to sell. In fact, they're opposite. They're quite forward about selling. Any supermarket, they, they sell constantly. That's their job. Their job is to sell as it's yours. So they send emails out because they want people to buy. And they know the more emails they send, the more people will buy. If people unsubscribe, you know what? They're not your customer. So really think about how you can make the most of email marketing. Grow that email list. Get people incentivized to join it because you'll make more sales in the long run from that list. You'll get more bookings. The fourth thing I want you to think about on how to make more sales, is having a strategic marketing plan in place. As business owners, as bakers, we're very good at baking. We're very good at organising our diaries to bake. <laughs> but how often do we not prioritise how we're going to market our businesses? So we've, we know the product. Often we know what product we're going to sell. But actually, the one thing that made my business possible was because I knew that regardless of what I sold, it was how I was going to market it that was going to get me there. How did I get that visibility? How did I get to that point where people could see me all over the place? And there is, You cannot post enough everywhere. It was about advertising in the right places. It was about doing social media regularly, not just posting about something once, posting about it a lot. And it was really planning. Those key moments. Take the supermarkets, for instance. As soon as Christmas is over, Easter eggs are out. And we're all going, Oh, can you believe they're already talking about Easter? We barely even finished our turkeys. They don't care because they start selling and they start making sales the day after Christmas because they're already selling for Easter. It's the same with our businesses. We need to really think about those strategic points in our diaries that is important to our business. And how we're going to sell. So, if you think, right, I know Mothering Sunday is going to be a big day for my business, you have to work backwards from that. And I absolutely guarantee you, you'll need to be starting to sell for that day a lot sooner than you think. So, that's how you plan. You start with your end goal and work backwards. And then you can put a sales plan, a marketing plan together, which means you can make more sales. But often we start so late that it's not enough time and people are already there, just because you might think you're not ready. How many messages before you are eventually ready do you see? We know that Easter's coming up, and it might be just a distant memory for your baking business. I absolutely know that magazines, all of the media, they've already done with Easter. They're on to the next thing. They've already, the long leads, these are the magazines that are monthly magazines, so we call them long leads. They've already done all of their content for Easter. That's already planned. It's already done. But how many of you are already working out what you're going to do for Easter and how you're going to sell it? Don't worry about the products. Worry about how you're going to make the sales. That is the really key thing. And you can make it fun. You can make it creative. You don't have to make it sleazy. You can actually do really fun things. Just remember how you are going to sell. Think about those events that you've got coming up that you can really maximise those sales and put a strategic plan in place of how you're going to get there and what you need to do. Because you'll make more money from it. And that's what's really important. It's about making more sales and you can feel good about it. My fifth and final point today, which I've just touched on a little bit in marketing, is about your visibility. So when you've got that strategic plan in place, so you think, right, let's go let's go for Easter as the example, because that's coming up and baking is like prime time for Easter. Hot cross buns, Brownies, chocolate galore, Easter eggs is a really key time in a lot of Baker's diaries. Visibility is super, super important. And you can't get out there enough. If you are thinking, Oh, I don't wanna I don't wanna be too pushy, I don't wanna tell people about it, then people aren't gonna see what you're doing. If they don't see, they're gonna miss out, and that's such a shame. Because surely you want people to enjoy what you're making. So you cannot be more visible. You have to get out there. You have to look at all of those touch points where your customers will see you. Maybe it is through doing a bit of PR, maybe phoning the local newspaper and getting an article in there. Maybe it's collaborating with someone else. Maybe it's posting on social media about Easter from now onwards. Whatever it might be, whatever you think you're doing, triple it. It takes seven. Bits of information about one thing before someone will consider buying it at whatever price point. They have got to see something seven times before they buy it. Think about TV advertising. So, TV advertising is still one of the biggest industries. Often we don't watch the adverts, but how often do those adverts then get stuck in our head before you actually start to take note? So, think about some of the adverts you see around or some of the social media posts you see around. Look at when they were posted. Look at when you started to register what that was. So your subconscious might see it. When do you start to know about it? Now, I want you to think about that's how your customer will see things in your business. I have many people tell me they never knew where I was. I was in the market square. I was in the center of my town. And they still didn't know after five years where I was. And they'd lived there their whole life. So, you know, people aren't necessarily going to know. And you can't spoon feed everybody. You can't necessarily knock on every single door and tell them. But think about how can you get the most visibility in your business? What are the ways you can do it? Where can you find those key customers? And that's putting together a solid plan that will help you with that. But if visibility, if getting your marketing, getting email is something you really struggle with in your social media, And it's the afterthought. You think about what you're making rather than the sales. You need to go the other way around. But what I can do is I can help you with this because this is my area of expertise. I've got 20 years of doing this before I actually opened my baker business. I actually did social media, digital, comms, marketing for a lot longer than I've been uh, owning my own business. So if you want help getting your sales right, if you want help getting your marketing right, Come and book a one to one session with me, and it will give you so much information. I also do work with clients on retainer as well. So I do monthly retainers with people if they need extra help in their businesses. And this is where I can help you really level up your business because I want you to do the best you can. I want people to eat what you're offering. I see so many great bakers that have great products, but just don't know how to do the other stuff. That's why I do what I do because I. I really want to see you succeed and I know how you can and I see so much potential out there and so many people denying people cake it just upsets me so come and book a session with me if you want to really level up your marketing really level up those sales this year because I think it will really really help you visit my website bakingboss.net and Go and have a look at what I've got on offer or drop me a DM. Let's have a conversation. I love talking. As you can gather, I do a podcast. So if you need to get your business sorted out, come and join me. Five things you can do to make more sales in your business this year, every year, every day, (laughs) every month. Upsell. Follow up. Have an email list. Put some strategic marketing in place and get visible. They're my five tips and you can implement them really easily. But if you need a hand, come talk to me. If you've got some creative ways of how you get visible, let me know. I always love to hear from you. Email me at naomi at bakingboss.net or drop me a DM at I am baking Boss. That is today's episode of Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets. I'll be back again next week for another edition. In the meantime, folks, have a great week and happy baking. Thank you for listening to Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets with Naomi Rose. If you're enjoying this podcast, then please do give it a review. And don't forget to subscribe and follow. If you want to get some useful resources, then do visit my website, bakingboss.net. And give me a follow on social media at Naomi Rose Baking Boss and IamBakingBoss. We'll see you on the next episode.